I just think there's a stigma out there, just like with uh, psychologists and mental health experts, that if I have to go see this type of person, then I'm really screwed up in some way. And and it couldn't be further in the farther from the truth. Mm -hmm. You you may be leading a very productive life, but you have certain areas of your life that you feel like you'd like more out of life in that Mm -hmm. area, or you're not getting enough out of life and you want to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. That's what what a life coach or business coach can help you with. And there's, there's no bad stigma with it. Right. Really, it's taking ownership of your life and saying, I want something more out of it and get a different opinion or have somebody hold me accountable for it or whatever to help me get there. And there's no bad stigma behind it. Hello, and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Together, Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. Welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm one of the co-hosts, Andy McDowell. I greatly appreciate you all uh, tuning in today. And today with me is my esteemed co-host, Zach Levy. Hello, hello, and thank you for uh, spending your time with us today. Cloudy day here in Atlanta on, on this particular Tuesday, but I think spring is still around the corner. We saw some signs of that last week, didn't we? And it's going to be a high of like 40 Saturday. Yeah, well, we're in a month of up and downs. But I, I, I do know a state that's more bipolar, apparently. I have some friends in New Mexico that they're like, it was 70 earlier today, and then it snowed within 24 hours and stuck. Yeah, well, Northeast so, is going to be somewhat close to that. Yeah. You know, they hit records last yesterday for warmth, and yet they're going to see snow this weekend. Yes. So if you didn't know, we've changed Generate Your Value podcast into a national weather <laughs> podcast, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so well, no. let's uh, trying to get back time, on right? the road here. Get back on the road. So before we get uh, involved in our topic today, I have sort of, for lack of a better term, two public service announcements relative to life leadership, small business topics that we talk about on this podcast. So one is, they both came out of podcast episodes that I watched um, or listened to in the last few days. So I don't know if you know this, Zach, or not, but talk about the first PSA. You've heard of Gary V. Wait, who? Who? No, I'm kidding. G- kidding. I'm a huge fan. Just Gary, if you ever listen to this, huge fan. You should definitely <laughs> join us. So I watched a YouTube video of an interview of Gary V's life coach. Hmm. 
So just putting a plug out there that whenever you see somebody who's a fairly high-hitting influencer or is fairly popular in the topics they talk about and so forth, doesn't mean that they can't or they're doing it all on their own. Right. I mean, Very the purpose true. of a life coach is to take you to the next level in your life, wherever it may be. Not mm-hmm. that your life is in a total ditch, but you could be cruising along in a pretty decent life, but you want something better or more out of mm-hmm. it. And you're looking for help from somebody. So when I first saw it, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie V's got a life coach. That's huge. And her name is Beth Handel, H A N D E L. Uh, you can. Type that in the search field and see the interview is with a gentleman in Canada that does a fairly popular podcast that's about, in essence, what we do as well, trying to get people to live a better life, so to speak. And they did it. It's the video is a little over an hour, and it's actually a session. She does a session with him and helping him overcome some things in his list. quite fascinating. But there was one thing that she said that really stood out to me. I just wanted to share what our audience is. The phrase, and I want your take on this, hearing it for the first time, because I didn't prep you at all for this before we start recording, is whatever we have as a belief, we will set out subconsciously. We will set out in our life. to. That is absolutely true. <laughs> I mean, so I've got another... I just found it to be a very profound statement that I'm like, I've never heard that before, but yet I can 100% buy into well, it. taking a step back, so beliefs, right, they come from thoughts. And I take this concept... No, actually, our thoughts come from our beliefs. Well, create beliefs. There's two schools of thought on that, but All right. we won't debate that right now. All right. But beliefs becomes actions that become results. I've heard it put that mm-hmm, way as well. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And it's not necessarily so. We've talked a little bit here and there about self speak mm-hmm. and, you know, self talking and, you know, what recording you're listening to in your head, basically. And that is very true. What you believe, what you, you know, whether it's instilled in you or you found it on your own, mm-hmm. your subconscious says we're going after that. Yeah. We want to prove the belief. Right. You know, it's not something you can touch or anything, but we want to go out and prove or validate. And to me, this is where the tricky spot is, as I was thinking about this. We have a belief and we're subconsciously subconsciously going or trying to prove it. And the question is, prove it to who? Are you, are, you, are, are you asking other people to valid, validate it or prove it, or, or are you looking to validate it, approve it yourself. Right. Now, that was never stated in this video, but to me, that's an important distinction. Here, here's a belief I have about myself, and I'm going to go out and prove it. Okay, so well, I you're think- going to go live out life and just uh, let it roll out and prove it to yourself, or are you looking for others to validate your belief? And I think this is dependent upon the individual as well, depending mm-hmm. on how they how they interpret that. Right. 
So I would say for a lot of people, the majority, we have a somewhat look at me parade mentality, especially in the modern era of social media and look at me. So I would say a lot of it may be saying prove all the haters wrong Mm -hmm. or things like that to prove it to other people. But at the same time, by doing that, I mean, we have a belief about ourselves and sometimes it may be wavering, but through that process, we often prove it to ourselves as well. Right. Anyway, I just thought it was something that was interesting. One, that Gary V had a life coach to, mm-hmm. to her Beth's statement. And then three, thinking about it and asking myself, all right, prove it to who? Right. So, and on that on, note, like before, you said, where were they? Before we dig in or move on from that, mm-hmm. it, it was always funny. A lot of people outside when I was in the fitness world, right? And still, we're you know actually you know competing things like that now. But a lot of people say, well, why does a uh, somebody that's in the fitness world, a trainer, need a personal trainer? It's right. the same thing. It's right. an objective third party that can, we talked about the blind spots. Blind spots hold you accountable. Right. Are you showing up every day? Right. The The highest perform, performing athletes, whether it be in fitness or in any other sport, always have a coach. Mm-hmm. They have a mentor. They have a coach. Tiger Woods has a golf coach. Right? Right. I just think there's a stigma out there, just like with... Uh, psychologists and mental health experts that if I have to go see this type of person, then I'm really screwed up in some way. And and it could be further in the, farther from the truth. Mm -hmm. You you may be leading a very productive life, but you have certain areas of your life that you feel like you'd like more out of life in that Mm -hmm. area, or you're not getting enough out of life and you want to take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. That's what what a life coach or business coach can help you with. And there's there's no bad stigma with it. It's right. Really, it's taking ownership of your life and saying, I want something more out of it and get a different opinion or have somebody hold me accountable for it or whatever to help me get there. And there's no bad stigma behind it. Right. All right. Second item podcast I listened to this morning that goes um, hand in hand with the two episodes we did about, what was it, a month, month and a half ago on culture. Huge fan of Brene Brown, and she just came out with her latest episode of her Dare to Lead podcast, in which she interviews a father and son. The son is a professor who focuses on business strategy up at the Sloan School of Business up at MIT. The two of them just did extensive research behind the Great Resignation, and their findings have found out that toxic corporate cultures or toxic Business cultures are a big driving force behind the great resignation. And it's just a great one-hour conversation out there. Brene's podcast is available on Spotify or at her website, brenebrown.com. Just click on podcast at the top of her page. Highly, highly, highly recommend that episode if you're wanting to learn more about why is the great resignation happening, what's the data behind it, their article that she references or which she read and said, I need to have these two guys on the podcast goes specifically into industries and the percent of turnover that occurred in the industry. 
So it even gets industry specific with the data. So um, if that's an itch you want to scratch, so to speak, highly recommend that episode. Highly recommend her and her books anyway, but if you got an hour out of your day and want to understand more about toxic cultures in business and how they relate to turnover and cost to the company and the ability to recruit good people and so forth, it's a great, great conversation uh, and won't be a waste of an hour for you. So just wanted to put that out there, particularly since we've already covered it with our own episodes. Right. I hate, hate for this chance to go by in our listening audience not to gain some insight on that topic. All right, enough of that. Let's get into our topic for today, which is one of your favorite words. It is. So something something you live every day, right? Live, eat, sleep, breathe, mm-hmm. coach, etc. But today's topic is one word. It's invest which has many different faces, but, you know, on the surface, we hear the word invest. And for most of us, I believe our mind immediately goes to dollars. Money. Money, currency of some sort. I mean, you have TV channels that are dedicated to it, right? right. Newspapers have a whole section in newspapers talking about money and investment related to money. Right. Which, of course... The hope for profit or gain or anything like that, of you know, that's where most of us think about investing on the surface. But we want to go deeper than that. Yeah, before we get deeper into that, let's let's just talk about in general nature the word invest, right? Is mm-hmm. that you're taking some capital, meaning dollars, euros you on some some currency out in the world and you're putting it into a business or some kind of entity that mm-hmm. you expect over time you're going to get more money back right either in the form of dividends or when you sell the stock um or the investment instrument whether it be bond stocks whatever is going to have more value Mm-hmm. Than when it started with, right? That's mm-hmm. the purpose behind investing. Just to sort of throw that out there for the rest of our conversation, because we're not we're not here to talk about investment with money today, right? So what I did in preparation for this episode, I just went to dictionary.com and said, "All right, plug in the word invest. What are all the various meanings um, behind it?" So let's just talk about a few of these. One is to use, give, or devote time, talent, etc. So here we are. Non-money, right? To right. use, give, or devote time, talents as a purpose or to ch- achieve something. So the overall theme that we want to get across in today's episode is the investment in oneself. Right. So. Well, and on the note on, on that one of time or talent, right? Mm-hmm. We can actually view those both as currency. Yes. Right? Now. They're finite. Or at least time is. Time is finite. finite. Talent you can expand upon through practice and everything like that. But I want to hone in on time here because one of the most impactful trainings, I guess I would call it, I've ever sat through was 
about time itself, right? Because it is, it's, it is finance, the only resource that we can't get more of. Right. And it's infinite, but because we live, live a finite life. In right. other words, our life is not infinite. It, so that's why we call it a limited resource. So I think this is really important to hit on while we're talking about investing and talking about time for for business leaders and entrepreneurs and things. You know, if you if you look at a time quadrant on the top left, you can waste time, mm-hmm. right? Where what you're doing provides absolutely no value. It's not something that needs to be done. It's not a necessity. And it's just, it's basically like, spending your dollars on trinkets that go in the trash, right? Secondly, we can spend our time. So, you know, things that need to get done, for example, chores around the house, cutting the grass, you know, they need to get done, but it's spending time. It's not generating any more value from that activity, right? It is a finite result. I got a thought about that, but keep going, keep going up. Come back to it. But then we'll just move forward to invest. We can invest our time either in others or activities that will then give us even more time, if that makes sense. Even though we can't renew time, it will free up more time for us to allocate to other places. Possibly, yes. Right. So go ahead back to what you wanted to say there. Well, if you go back to the example of money, right? I have $1,000 and I want to invest it in some instrument in the hopes that over some period of time, whether it be three months, six months, three years, six years, 30 years, 60 years, that I'm going to get more money back than 1000 and hopefully... It's something more than what inflation adds to $1,000 over that time, right? Mm-hmm. So if inflation is growing at 2%, you hope your investment grows at 6% or something that right. you're going to get, even with inflation factored in over that time. I don't want to get in that weeds, but <laughs> it's it comes down to you know depending where you are in phase of life or so forth you have to pick an instrument you have to pick a fund or a stock or some financial instrument with or, which to yeah. invest that $1000 in right it's the same way in life right that i have a finite amount of money or a finite amount mm-hmm. of time what instruments right. in my life do I want to invest that in in order to get a return out of it of, in some area of my life, right? Whether it's spending time with friends or in a podcast or on a book, at work, you know, whatever it is, where are you investing in activities that's going to have a return in your life mm-hmm. in some category? Right. And I think that's the overarching theme of what we're trying to get across today in our episode is where are you investing in yourself? Are you worthy of an investment? What is your beliefs behind that? Are you are you are you, are you the are you the CEO of your life? Right? 
what what do CEOs do? CEOs have a big bucket of money, a big budget. Right. They're expecting a certain amount of revenues to come in, and therefore they can spend a certain percentage of that in certain areas of the company to keep the company going and growing. Where, Mm -hmm. Where are you going to invest those dollars or euros or whatever within your company? Same thing. And this is why I keep going back and forth about the overlaps between life and business, right? Mm-hmm. So where where are you investing in yourself to get a return? I mean, you can't tell you how many times I saw people within Boeing coming in with business cases for business plans. And the first question is always, okay, what's your expected return? Right? Right. If I give you the okay to have a budget of a million dollars to go after this new product or service, what can, I, what can I expect in terms of a return mm-hmm. on that investment in five years? This was a heavy part of the decision-making. The same thing in life. Is is your investment sitting on the couch playing video games, or is it doing something else that's going to get you to the spot where you have joy, happiness, and success in your life? Right. Which used to, I'd say, sitting on the couch playing video games was uh, wasting time, but then you look at the modern landscape of today's world, and there's people actually making a lot of money doing that. So, <laughs> Yeah, but they went all in, right? They went all in with yeah. it, right? So, But no, I mean, the example is, is, is your time generating value? I think that's the in big In your question. life or in somebody else's life. Right. But it's still generating value, positive value. Right. And so with investing yourself, I mean, it's the, the example that came to mind that we've talked about in the past is a rubber dinghy is a lot less expensive than a, you know, cigarette boat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right? Yes. Hear me out. So... A a rubber dinghy is going to be really cheap. You don't have to you know pay much for it. It's not a big investment. But you're also completely at the whim of the ocean. That is yes. life. Yes. Right? And if you're in business and you're in a rubber dinghy, you're probably going to hit some rocks. You're going to bloop, bloop, bloop down to the bottom. Right? You cannot drift or just float and expect to be successful. It's just a fact. But, you know, that, you know, super-powered motorboat, or if we want to go from there, I mean, how many millions of dollars a, you know, military-grade ship cost, right? The more that you invest, the better you'll be able to navigate any storm and actually reach your destination, Mm -hmm. right? So that can be investing in... You know, one of my biggest thing, you know, books, number one, that's the easiest to access. It's also the, probably the smallest investment. Just reading a little bit and self-developing every single day. But, you know, then actually investing into, like we talked about with Gary Vee having a life coach, there's mm-hmm. a reason. Because, you know, having listened to Gary Vee, he's not okay with staying where he's at in life. Right. And as successful as he's been, he always wants to do more. Mm-hmm. And so in order to get to that that next level, we all need accountability. We all need to push. So the biggest investment somebody can make is, you know, having a mentor or a life coach and making that investment. 
Because there's so many times we can, especially as new business owners, go, okay, well, I can only see the dollars that are right in front of my face. You know, for lack of a better term, I'm crapping my pants because I don't know if we're going to make it until tomorrow. We're just trying to figure this out, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, it's just like the example I talk to a lot of people about that, oh my gosh, you know, I I would never go into the stock market because it's scary and this and that. But if we go back to 1989 and they had to put $10,000 in there, it'd be almost Mm -hmm. $200,000, right? Just with what the S&P 500 has done, just as a benchmark to use that, it's, it's the same concept. Is, yeah, spending the money looks scary, but it's not spending the money. Well, it's getting the benefit of time, right? right? So if you look at a person's life and say, okay, I'm going to read these books or listen to these podcasts and, then, and try and get a return on that investment. If you do that when you're young and in your 20s, you gain new knowledge that you can then apply to your life mm-hmm. over your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, your 70s, etc. Versus if you wait till your 50s, to do it, that new knowledge or new concepts, the things that you're bringing value to yourself per se, you only get to use for 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. you know, to the typical age that most people pass from this earth. It's the same concept. But when you're young, start investing in yourself through education of some sort, whether it comes from books, YouTube or whatnot, or college or whatever is the right path for yourself. But take that CEO mindset about your life, take ownership of it and start investing in yourself in some respect or some regard such that you're going to get a great return over your investment because you're going to have that new knowledge or that new mindset or that new concept, whatever it is, across your whole life as opposed to waiting way on down the road. Mm-hmm. That's not to say you're not going to get any benefit out of it if you wait to your 50s, but you're going to get much more benefit out of it if you do it in your 20s. Right. Let's move on to an, uh, another definition. This one sort of made me scratch my head and think about it a little bit. Um it says here, to furnish with power, authority, or rank. An example given was the Constitution invests the president with the power of veto. What do you think about that? It's not so, it's not typically the way you hear the word used, invest, but not in not in modern day, definitely not. Mm-hmm. But what we've talked about in the past, speaking of leadership, right? Now I'm looking this looking at this definition from a leadership standpoint, is the role of a true leader is to develop other leaders. Mm-hmm. Right? So we talk about it's one of our favorite phrases here. Right. Yep. So taking one step back, we can invest in others, right? We can put resources and time and money into helping them get better, right? But we can also invest people with the power of being autonomous leaders, of, I mean, in mentorship and everything, being the CEO of their own life or their role. Yeah, have the power 
the power of the authority and the rank mm -hmm. of CEO of your life. Right. That's what really struck me with this with this item is to say, I'm going to invest, trying to use it the way this sentence was, right? The Constitution invests the president with, okay? I, as a human being, are going to invest myself with the power of empathy, kindness, mm -hmm. you know, put whatever words you want behind it, whatever you want to have power in, in your own life, is another use of this word invest. But once again, that's a mindset. That's a taking an ownership of your life and a mindset to say, I'm in charge. I'm the only one that's going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do what I need to invest in myself. I already have the investment of power, authority, and rank just in my mindset. Now I'm going to do other things to invest in myself to help me get to joy, happiness, and success in my life. Last one is sort of in, in I'll let you read it, but it, the last one is sort of right in that same neighborhood too. So lastly is to furnish or endow with power, right, etc., or to vest. Mm -hmm. So the example given is feudalism invests the lords with absolute authority over their vassals. Yeah, so... Feudalism is kind of a concept or a way of right. life, right? It's a hierarchical construct of society, basically. Right, right. So in, in our world or in our country, it'd be like democracy, right? Democracy invests people with certain inalienable rights or right. something along that, that nature. Right. So, and again, always thinking from a leadership perspective on this, on a lot of things we talk about. Sure. Because that's who we want to talk to is entrepreneurs, business leaders, etc. And thinking about this, it's very, very similar, but comparing and contrasting the micromanaging manager who's not really a leader because if you're a micromanager and you can't, develop other leaders, that's not a leader. Versus the person who, I think there's three steps to investing in people here. One, investing the resources to develop them to where you want them to be. Mm -hmm. To then be able to vest or invest them with the power over a certain part of the organization. Does that make sense? I think so. I'm still noodling on it. I liked I liked the, the leader part. I mean, we've talked many times about are you a manager or a leader? There's a reason why you're called a micromanager because you're managing, you're controlling other people. Mm -hmm. You're not inspiring, you're not being influential or whatever. Say the second part of that again. I want to hear it again, see if I can provide a comment. So... As leaders, right, mm -hmm. being able to vest power in a, another leader too autonomously, so you're not having to come in and do it yourself, okay. but give okay. that leader the power to run their own part of the organization or okay. things like that. So basically, not necessarily, I wouldn't say control. I don't like the word control. No, you're sort of granting authority, right. accountability to the person, right? Right. Yeah. 
You're vesting them. Right. I vest you with this accountability and authority to go exactly. do your job, the, these particular activities in the organization. And not being a micromanager by... By empowering giving others. Giving him or her those those two things. They, they now have the ability to go, as he said, independently. Mm-hmm. Go do these activities. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I can buy into that. It's a it's a vestment. Right. Well, you're certainly investing in those people. Right. Hoping you get a return on it, right? right. Through your coaching, your mentoring, your leadership of that person, mm-hmm. you're investing in them, much like a manager does to a frontline employee. I mean, I think that's what we're if you if you go listen to that Brene Brown episode, they talk a little bit about this in terms of respect and being seen and those type of things that we talked about on the culture side is, is in there. And it's about, are you investing in your people? On that note, and I know we didn't talk about this beforehand, looking at this and as we've discussed, and I kind of briefed this when we hit on the last topic, but really thinking about this from a people perspective, mm-hmm. right? You're talking about toxic culture and everything. We can almost take this and create a how-to game plan to for business leaders or entrepreneurs to develop people, mm-hmm. right? You're looking at me puzzled. Hear me out. So, number one, as a leader, we can't be afraid to invest in our people. Right. Take resources, time, money, and invest in our people. Right. I see too many times entrepreneurs go, oh, they're not the right person. Next. How do you know? They might have just needed a little polishing. Because we've talked about turnover being one of the biggest issues for a corporate culture. Mm -hmm. Or a business culture. Right. Turnover kills organizations, so investing in people to help them develop within the system, one, they'll see a return on the investment because, they okay, instead of just kicking me to the curb, they're actually helping me develop. I've heard many people who said they, they believed in me, mm-hmm. and now they're ultra-successful people. Sometimes a little belief in investment's all it takes. But you invest in them to develop that person that you want to be able to invest the power of leadership in them, mm-hmm. then to vest them with authority over a part of your organization so that now you're working on your business instead of in it. Mm-hmm. But I see it as a two-way street, right? So the employee's coming in and making a decision to um, join your team. Mm-hmm. They're going to invest... Their talents and skills that they have to date, they're going to invest their time to come work for you and your organization, investing those things, hoping that there be a return, right? Return being, I'm going to get paid a salary, I'm going to get certain benefits, but I'm also going to get certain things back from my manager, right? In the hopes that they're going to invest in me beyond a paycheck, that's going to then enable me to grow my skills and talents to generate even more value in the organization and for the manager to get a return on that investment of their time 
to help the employee grow in the direction they want to with their career. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes that's where it falls flat on its face is that that never happens. It's like you come in and give me a fair time and help, help to achieve the goals of the organization and you get a salary and benefits out of it. That's where it stops. Mm -hmm. And where, where, you know, toxic culture starts to get created because you're not going, you're not going beyond that. You're not truly investing in your people. It's, either pulling out the whip or creating an abusive environment or something of that nature that, you know, at best without any investment that you're, you're pouring as the manager into your team or your individuals on your team, you're just sort of going through the, the motions and that at best you can expect is right to just achieve whatever goals you have. You don't go anything beyond it because you don't have engagement. You don't have respect. You're not, investing in your people beyond just a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Studies have been done on, it's been proven over and over and over again, but yet we still have managers and leaders out there to do it. Right. And that's what, <laughs> what you and I on this podcast are trying to bring light to and to say, it's got to be done in a different way. The world needs it. And the great resignation is just one visible bubble, if you will, on, it's not happening. Right. All the more reason why you and I need to be here pushing it. Very true. All right. Is that enough investment in this episode? I think we've invested the time. We've invested the time and the energy. Hopefully invest in some people with some knowledge and things to do. Yeah. <laughs> so before we leave, I just want to encourage you, the listener, to... Ask yourself, where am I spending my time, my money, my energy, and so forth on myself, investing in you, yourself, to help you achieve joy and happiness and success in your life. And don't be afraid to go find yourself a good mentor, a life coach to help you with it. It's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength because it's it's saying, I want to invest in myself. I want to take this money and go hire a life coach to go help me and invest in myself to achieve my goals and my joy and my happiness in life. To me, that's a huge measure of strength, not a weakness. So think about over your cup of coffee tomorrow morning and Mm -hmm. ask yourself, how am I investing in myself? So been a great joy to, to be with you today, Zach. As always. And what do we say to the world when we leave? So help us generate more value. Give us a share. If you think of somebody that's like, oh my God, they need to hear this. Send it to them directly. Also hit that uh, subscribe button. Give us a follow. Again, don't like the word subscribe. Sounds like we're asking you for a subscription fee, which we're not. But just it's just the way it's, it's right. the technical way of so, following us, which is what but, we always say. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, follow us on this journey to help generate more value in the world. And if you've got feedback, anything for us, reach out to us and, you know. On our social media. All right. We'd love to hear from listeners. So we appreciate you and go generate more value in this world as well. Yep. So have a great day. Have a great week. Stay safe. And uh, we'll see you next Tuesday right here on the Generate Your Value podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, 
I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online on Instagram at The Fitzpreneur, Facebook, and LinkedIn. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Simply search for Generate Your Value on those platforms. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world. Thank you.